This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Hey everyone, how you doing today? Topic number three is one I get asked about all the time. If you read my book, One Rental at a Time, you know that the affordability index is what saved our bacon uh, back in 2007 and eight. So let's talk about affordability, what it means, uh, what it means to Matt. How you doing, buddy? Good, doing great. Great, man. Very cool, man. So uh, we want to talk about affordability because again, there's a lot of talking heads on YouTube who have been around for three seconds that are pointing at the charts and saying, hey, look, the price is the same as 08. It's got to be a bubble. And you and I both know that's not how it works. Nope. It just isn't. I mean, those, it's just it's, not how it works. It's, it's math. And you're, the math shows that that's incorrect. <laughs> um, you know, I think that so I think that the biggest thing about affordability is, is people are buying based on a payment. Yeah. And so I think it's just like the car and it's not, I'm saying buying based on the payment is the right thing or the wrong thing to do. I think that, I think it can be seen as both. Yeah. You know, I think buying a too high of a payment can be seen as the right thing or buying too low of a payment can be seen as doing the right thing. I think that it really does. It really does depend on individual specific goals, what they're trying to accomplish short-term and long-term and where they're at financially. You know, I mean, the good indicator of whether or not you get approved for a loan they're usually, that's usually a pretty good indicator. Yeah. You know, they're not going to want to take on too much risk. So if you get denied, largely that's why you're going to get denied. Is yeah. Because- and again, you're, de- you're always denied on payment. You're not denied because the bank is looking at the price of the home, right? They're denied right. on payment. Especially in this market, yeah. right? Like I literally had a property appraised three months apart and the difference was 16%. Wow. Now, do I know that the guy who first appraised it was way too low. Yep. Cause he wasn't from my area. Uh, That's the thing that I hate about this, you know, not getting a local, you know, guy Right. is it's not about a relationship I might have with them. What it really is about is the fact that they know the market, you know, they're looking at, they were looking at some other number and they're saying, yeah, well, you know, I'm from an hour and a half from here, but I can just do the math and look at the market. And it's like, <laughs> you can't, like, that's not how it works. Like yeah. we base, you know, we base our decisions, not just on the math, but neighborhood and, you know, what we know is going on planning wise in the town, you know, things like that. So I think that because people, people can't be scared and thinking, oh my gosh, the affordability of real estate is completely non-existent. That's just not true. Yeah. It's not true. And it comes down to the simple math piece of every 10% of value is based on one percentage point of a down rate. Mm-hmm. Well, I talked to my mortgage broker this morning and he said, yeah, I've approved some stuff this week that was two, five and two, six. Wow. 30 year fix, two, five and two, six. I can tell you my goodness. over a year ago, everything was in the fours. Dude, my first loan, back back to the 08 period, which all these idiots are talking about, I was getting six and a half. uh, Six, I I got a quote um, and I try not to be bitter about it, but I got a quote from Countrywide of 10.1. 10.1. Ouch. <laughs> and the, re- 
I was like, I was like, when did you become a hard money lender? Exactly. Like 10.1. What are you talking about? 10.1. The funny thing was, is I, I think I ended up doing the deal. I think I ended up doing the deal just because I was like, this is that good of a deal. I'll take the horrible terms. Right. Refied out, you there know, you within, within a, a little over a year, I refied out of that deal. Yeah. Um, oh, a different time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But that's the thing is, I think that when we talk about affordability, I think people need to be focused on what is the affordability. Yeah. It's the payment. It's not the overall price of the house. Yeah. So one thing I have to do, because I get asked about this all the time. Sure. I, I quote the affordability index. It is published by the California Association of Realtors. So mm -hmm. California posts it every month. It's on a zero to 100 scale, probably one to 100 scale. So I don't know your state. So many people call me up and what's the affordability for Columbus, Ohio and Google hunting? It. Google it. But here's <laughs> the deal. I have now come to realize that not every state does it the same way. Some they states do. do it on a zero to 200 scale. Sure. So here's the deal. You need to do some homework, Mr. or Mrs. Viewer. Go back and look at your market in 2000, 2005, 2010, 2015, and 2020. And then what you need to do is layer on top of that, what you know of is the great recession. That's right. Most markets you should see peaking around 2005, which in my market would mean when I say peaking, <coughs> the lowest affordability. Yep. Right. And you will see the highest affordability, again, California Association of Realtor in 2010. Other markets are different. Go look at your index. I don't look Absolutely. up other people's indexes. That's sure. your homework, not mine. Sure. That's right. But those are the years to look at and you'll get a feel. I believe real estate is cyclical. Now, Absolutely. California goes like this. It, it has super highs and super lows. Other yep. places are smaller sine waves. Yep. Your, your, your job's to figure out your market. And I just told you how. Yeah, we have, we are a um, less steep uh, crest to trough mm -hmm. than almost everywhere else in the country. It doesn't move a ton. And that's why these numbers for me, comparatively speaking to historical, are crazy off the charts. That's a good point. That's why, because I hear these numbers and I'm like, oh, I've, I've kind of been here before. Yeah, stock in like, California. Right? Yeah, it's like, oh, well, I know what comes next. <laughs> yep. I've been here. Yeah, that makes tons. You're like, oh my God, this is unusual. This is new. I've never been here before. What the hell that's is right. going on, right? That's right. These, ah. numbers, these numbers are that much more telling because we don't have these massive swings. You know, when, when everything happened in Vegas and you literally saw increase in Vegas in six and seven up 300%. Yeah. I mean. We weren't anywhere near that. We weren't anywhere near that. Houses didn't even double. They went up a lot, yeah. but they didn't double. Well, you know, and they, also they didn't, they didn't fall by 80%. They didn't. That's correct. That's exactly right. That's why I'm saying to your point of the sound wave scenario yeah. is ours is far more narrow. The crests aren't as high. The troughs aren't as low, but you can certainly look at affordability, generally speaking, you know, affordability. Yeah. But I think, again, the key comes down to certainly it always comes down to jobs and the health of the economy. But I think when you look at the house, if you're at a four and a half percent rate, which is where you were on some loans in end of 2019, and now it's beginning of 2020 and you're in the two and a half, two, six, two, seven, Mm -hmm. You're now talking about almost 200 basis points, yep. which means that just based on your ability to purchase and your power to purchase has increased, that's increased the property value 20%, just based on math, just based on, in, based, just based on rate. Yeah. 
you know, and that's what I think that people need to understand is don't be scared looking at it saying, oh my goodness, this house we could have bought five years ago for 250. Well, good news. You don't have a time machine. So that's already flown out the door. It doesn't really matter. matter. It matters historically speaking, but it doesn't matter to you anymore. Mm -hmm. And so that was 255 years ago and now it's three and a quarter, but so that's a, you know, 20 plus percent increase, you know, so you're 25% increase. However, just based on rate alone, you picked up 20% of that. Yeah. And actually so what I want really people to hear far overpriced. Yeah. What I want people to hear from this is I want them to hear the reverse. Cause this is what drives me crazy. Yeah. They go, okay, we hear you, Mike rates are going to go up. That means prices will go down. Well, okay. Yeah. But again, if you're a buy and hold landlord, that's right. Will they Long go time. down enough to make a difference? Because right. I promise you, I would rather buy a house at 200 grand with a two and a half percent mortgage than 180 grand with a 5% mortgage. That's because right. I spend my cash flow. That's I, don't, right. I don't feel better because I got a $20,000 discount, but right. my payment went up 300 bucks. Right. Yeah. People do the math. Yeah. It really is the math. And that's why we're always talking about doing the work, doing the homework, you know, mm-hmm. there, how many mortgage calculators are there out there on the market? They're just apps on your phone where you can just plug in the numbers real quickly. Yeah. And they'll even ones that do like uh, compares. Yeah. Where you can show the compares. And that's why, again, you know, there were, uh, there were a lot of us too, though, Mike, that in 10, 11, 12, we bought a lot of property mm-hmm. with garbage rates. Oh yeah. Right. Oh, five, I paid five 10%. And a half. Dude, I, I paid 10% in 2010. I was getting as much private money as I could paying 10% every time. Yep. And then fast forward three years, five years, whatever, mm-hmm. refi, recapture, and maybe you're even taking money out and putting it in your pocket. Well, that's not income because you're, it's just a loan from the it's bank debt. where you're just recapitalizing. Exactly. Just recapitalizing the property. It's a beautiful thing. But <laughs> that's just crazy to me where people talk solely about affordability because I think that depending on your market, just do those numbers and do that work. Yeah. You know, if you're looking at five years and that property has gone from 250 to three and a quarter, well, you're actually only seeing a $25,000, which is 10% over a five-year period, only a 10% increase in the value of that property. If you X out the cost of right. money. Yeah. Well, the, the, again, I got to go back to other, because I hear this all the time. I may, I bet you 20 comments a week on my channel are Mike, I'm going to wait for a 10% price drop. And I'm like, okay, well, Hey, can you tell me when that's going to happen? Cause I'd really like to know, right? (laughs) Sure. You got a crystal ball that I don't have, but I I always reply back. I go, well, what's going to cause it or, or what happens? And they're all like, rates are going to go up. I'm like, okay, at least we agree. Cause I think that's what happens. Mm -hmm. But again, a 10% drop, but the rate goes up two points. You lose people. Yeah. If you're really buying hold for 30 years, I would buy it 200 at two and a half versus 180 at four and a half. hundred percent. Every time. Buying hold, of course. Because again, that's, that's where I kind of didn't like the narrative in 07 and 08, where um, if you had one of those liar, like a true liar loan, adjustable rate, where all of a sudden it went from 800 a month to 3000 a month. Oh yeah. Yeah. I get it. You couldn't stay in your home, but there were a ton of people that were there that in that time frame that we're paying $2,000 a month and maybe their taxes went up a little bit, but that $2,000 payment didn't stay the same and they still walked away. Yeah. You know, because the value of their home was 200,000 less. It became okay. a thing. The strategic default became a sexy term. That's what happened. That's right. and, yep. the, and the banks caused it, right? The banks. And that's what, that's why, again, we're not going to have the pain this time because the banks are acting entirely different. 
yep. right? They're working with you versus well, the government right. has been supporting that, right? Oh, I no mean, yeah. you know, if it's one thing that if it's one thing that you know, administration has a decent idea about its real estate, yeah, how to, and how to manage that process, you yeah, know, what exactly. I mean? And that's, I think, one of the big things for us that's been so helpful is. I still haven't seen a lot of assistance and help there for landlords. I'm glad that they're helping tenants because I think that tenants in turn helps landlords, but the tenants then have to in turn help, you know, pay the rent. Yeah. If all of that money is there available to them, because it is, it's an ecosystem. We recognize that with our renters, we recognize it's an ecosystem at the the end of the day though, you still want all those services. You still want plowing, you still want, you know, maintenance and all these other things. Well, if you want those things, then that costs money. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So any closing thoughts on affordability? It's been a great three sets. Yeah, honestly, I think that I think that people have to do their homework. Big surprise, right? Shocking. Um, I think they have to look at their specific market. And I think that for me, any advice that I would give to folks, I think you can look remotely to be buying stuff and looking for that opportune market. I think if you really want to know if you want to be a landlord or not, either house hack or buy a duplex locally and do it. You You may love it. You may hate it, but if you hate it, you can get a pretty easy exit and you can control your destiny a little bit more. Oh, no question. And lastly, again, I want to say this again, because I get asked about affordability and Mike, what's affordability in my area, blah, blah, blah. Google it. And then again, look at 2000, 05, 10, 15, and 20. Learn your market. California reports it differently than other states. All right, Matt. Thank you very much, buddy. It's been fun. Appreciate it, Mike. Have a great week. Yep.